Support for this episode of Inside the Triangle comes from Warden Solar, Canberra's premier rooftop solar company. Family owned for over 20 years, Warden Solar's pledge to you is unparalleled customer service and quality guaranteed workmanship. Why not give Darren and Luke a call for a free, no obligation quote? They'll come to you wherever you are in the territory, and if you use the code TRIANGLE, they'll even knock 10% off your price. The future's bright with Woden Solar. Woden Solar. Proud supporters of Inside the Triangle. After six years and three Prime Ministers, the Australian people have called time on the Coalition Government. Bill Shorten has defied the naysayers and led Labor to a smashing victory. What does it all mean? We're here to help. This is Inside the Triangle. So, Stephen, election 2019, Mm. a night that the Labor faithful won't forget for a long, long time. Sweeping victory for Bill Shorten and the ALP, one for the true believers and... The doubters, I tell you what, they're eating a great big serving of humble pie, aren't oh, they? A big, big slice of humble pie. Um, and I suspect some of the some of the ALP are still partying a week later. Um, the the election night event itself was uh, was a big one. Bill Bill Shorten made a big show, uh, turning off the teleprompter and uh, making a big deal of throwing away his notes. He he spoke off the cuff and and, and just straight from the heart. Mm. Now, for the first time, we saw the real real bill um and uh instead of the the talking points and the the focus group lines that we've come come to uh know and 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 love bill for uh bill really spoke from the heart here there was a clear commitment to raise new start uh explicit opposition to adani and he spoke with passion a great big vision for the future of australia Mm -hmm. now i think this is the the first time we really saw the alternative government that so many Australians had been hoping so desperately would show itself. Yeah, and up north uh, at the Liberal Party event, it was exactly the opposite, as you'd expect. There was a... Mm-hmm. Um, you would have to say an atmosphere of grudging acceptance. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they they knew what was going to happen. Oh, they, yeah, yeah. they knew that they'd screwed it up with years of instability and infighting. Um, and, you know, they went into an election with a policy platform that really was not much more than instructions for the movers who were going to be bumping the ministers out of their offices. Uh, it was overall an ignominious end for an underwhelming government. Yeah, that's right. Um, but of course, what's an election night with a couple of, uh, well, WTF moments? Uh, police were called to the Manly RSL where an out-of-control Bromwood bishop had to be restrained by onlookers as she was screaming something about socialism. And... Uh, Captain Getup was spotted passed out in a puddle of vomit on Bondi Beach, clutching a bottle of tropical little fat lamb, which I think we can agree is uh, probably uh, the worst flavour of uh, an otherwise delicious range of yeah. uh, alcoholic soft drinks. That Captain Getup. Um, hey, so let's let's cross live to CJ. Mm-hmm. CJ, you're down at the tally room in Canberra. Uh, it's an impressive set of numbers for Labor. Uh, with the count moving into the final stages, how bad exactly is it looking for the coalition? Um, what are you talking about? Yeah, CJ, what sort of Senate will the shortened Labor government likely have to contend with? Uh, guys, Labor lost. Uh, Scott Morrison won. It was a miracle, apparently, and he should know. Fuck. Fuck. Support for this episode of Inside the Triangle comes from the Minerals Council of Australia. Did you know that every minute of every day, coal is saving a life? From keeping your food cold and fresh, to heating your kids' bedrooms in winter, to powering life support equipment in a hospital ward, 
Cole is quietly making life marvellous, without making a fuss. Not only does coal power our lives, it powers our economy as well. Generating electricity and jobs in equal measure, coal provides every Australian the quality of life we deserve. Search Little Black Rock to learn more about this little Aussie miracle. The Minerals Council of Australia, proud supporters of Inside the Triangle. After six years and three Prime Ministers, the Australian people have stuck with the Liberal National Government. Scott Morrison has defied the naysayers and led the Coalition to a smashing victory. What does it all mean? We're here to help. This is Inside the Triangle. So, Stephen, federal election 2019 Mm -hmm. and against all odds, Scott Morrison and the Liberal National Coalition have hung on to government in Australia and they've done it with a majority in the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pretty safe to say that nobody saw this outcome coming. No, that's right, Scott. I don't think anybody saw this outcome coming. Uh, We expected a a bit of a maudlin night at the Liberal election party, which... uh, as you can imagine, scenes uh, scenes there were something out of uh, out of Caligula, where uh, the Liberal Election Party went into full overdrive mode. Uh, there was a rush on Coronas for the Bucks and uh, an espresso martinis for the Phillies, and and uh, I even hear the Wi-Fi crashed as a room full mm. of young Liberals suddenly felt bullish about their investment portfolios. Yeah, and around the nation, everyone held their breath as votes were counted in Mm. Warringah, uh, former Prime Minister Tony Abbott's seat, of course. Mm. And around 9pm, the news came through that, yes, indeed, Tony Abbott had lost his Mm. seat to independent Zali Stegall. Incredible. Incredible stuff, yeah. Uh, Look, it didn't take long, though. Tony's already being floated as a potential ambassador to Washington or even the Mm. Vatican. Mm -hmm has uh, lots of Australians very excited. Um, the Vatican, uh, I haven't looked it up on Google Maps, but the Vatican probably further away from Australia than Washington. Uh, yep, yep. Um, but uh, no one's more excited than Margie Abbott, who won't now need to convert that media room back into the extra bedroom for Tony. That's right. Uh, and uh, we've got bad and good news for Peter Credlin, who has uh, lost her rental income for the spare room in her Canberra apartment. So, uh Fortunately, her negative gearing is safe. Yeah. Um, and there's been these uh, screenshots, Stephen. You've seen mm. those screenshots oh, yep, in yep, the news, yep. yeah, um, over the past few days. They're uh, screenshots that uh, seem to suggest that Scott Morrison um, had to block Christopher Pine on WhatsApp mm. on election night. Uh, it, it's um, our understanding that Christopher Pine was desperately trying to unresign from his seat and uh, take his place back in the government. Oh, yeah, notorious WhatsApper Christopher Pine. Now, up north, George Christensen appears to have somehow pulled off the biggest swing to the coalition anywhere across the country, uh, going to show that voters are actually willing to reward politicians for spending as much time as far away from their electorates as, uh, as is humanly possible. And um, and speaking of, of margins, Labor's Joel Fitzgibbon who uh, lost a significant chunk of his margin to uh, the One Nation candidate in the Hunter. Uh, He's already booked the next six months uh, staying in Airbnb accommodation in the People's Republic of China and uh, no doubt paying for that accommodation out of his own pocket. Mm, Yeah. Good news for sovereign citizens, though, Stephen. It appears that Malcolm Roberts is Mm. back in the Senate. 
Yeah, that's right. Malcolm Roberts uh, unfortunately had to suffer the indignity of having his name spelled on the Senate voting form in the traditional uh, title case as opposed to the random uh, lowercase and insertion of uh, punctuation all over the place. Look, he's he, he's moved on from that and uh, actually found himself back in the Senate and um We've, we've, we've seen photos of Malcolm uh, tucking into a block of Arnott's Jats chocolate, oh. celebrating his his return in, in the most delicious style I possible. I love that Arnott's Jats chocolate. Mm, mm. I don't know about you, but I've often found myself on the couch in front of the telly, a box of Jats in one hand and a block of chocolate in the other. Mm. Oh, what yeah, a, what two, a waste of a hand. That's right. That's right. You've got two hands <laughs> and uh, you know only so many things that you can do with those two hands. So... Look, I mean, having both of those in the one hand. Now, Malcolm, though, you know, let's say, uh, I think it's fair to say a bit of an anti-traditionalist. Um, I've on good authority that, that Malcolm's actually taken this flavor combination a, a step further and uh, prefers to eat the block of Arnott's Jazz chocolate with the foil wrapper still in place. Right. Well, we obviously wouldn't condone that style of eating the delicious uh, Arnott's Jazz chocolate. Mm. Um, but look, if you would like to try Arnott's Jazz chocolate, please do follow the affiliate link in the show notes for this episode. Uh, you can also visit Coles online and use the code TRIANGLE for 10% off your first block. It wasn't all smooth sailing on the night, though. Uh, police were called to the Manly RSL, where an out-of-control Bronwyn Bishop was... Uh, was seen screaming something about socialism mm. and uh, Captain Getup was spotted passed out in a puddle of vomit on Bondi Beach clutching a uh, a, a bottle of tropical flavoured little oh, fat no, lamb. not tropical. Yeah, no, look, I mean, personally, strawberry and lime, ginger, um, they're all, all, all delicious ones. Uh, I think the fajoa, is that how you pronounce it? Fajoa? Fajoa? Any which way, it's absolutely, uh, absolutely delicious and uh I implore all our listeners to go out and try as many flavours of Little Fat Lamb as is humanly possible. So it was a completely unexpected win for the coalition, as we've been saying. The only question remaining now is what will be the exact makeup of the Senate? Mm. CJ, we've got you on the phone. You're down at the tally room in Canberra. What can you tell us about how the count is progressing? Uh, well, actually, I got to Epic only to find they haven't had a national telly room for a few elections, which was disappointing. Turns out it's not in the Canberra bubble. So now I'm at the coffee club at Gungarland. On the upside, I caught the light rail, which was awesome. Um, spent the day watching politicians trying to eat a democracy sausage without going to full Lambie. Uh, we saw people I'd forgotten even existed, like um, Michaelia Cash, Melissa Price and Greg Hunt. Remember Greg Hunt? Health Minister, according to rumours. Anyway, he took a break, which was fine, because he didn't have to respond to any policy proposals in the campaign, like anything like the cost of cancer treatment or pensioner dental care. Thanks, CJ. Uh, look, many people are asking quite rightly, how did the polls get it so wrong? Well, as we know, the only poll that matters is the one on election day, unless that turns out to be shit, because all the polls leading up to it were shit. Apparently, you can't even trust betting agencies either. How un-Australian is that? But the electorate didn't like convoys in negative gear, particularly if they were franking. And when given the option of not voting for something, surprisingly, they chose not to vote for it. Anyway, how good is Kate Miller-Heike? Oh, so good. 
Look, uh, I think if there's any lesson to be learnt here, I guess it's that we in the media have a responsibility to ensure that we don't allow polling to set the narrative in our reporting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that, CJ. Um, look, we just, we understand you'll be heading up to North Queensland now to try and work out what happened? Yes, I'll be looking at who is completely and utterly to blame for this spectacular failure of the left. Fantastic. We're looking forward to your report. Absolutely. Thanks, CJ. So, Stephen, of course, a loss for Labor means under the party rules an automatic spill of the leadership. And mm-hmm. Bill Shorten announced on the election night that he won't be recontesting the leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the moment, uh, at this stage, as we record this podcast, it looks like a certain Anthony Albanese win. Yeah, yeah. Um, he seems at this stage to have faced down challenges from uh, Shadow Treasurer Chris Bowen and Jim Ch- Char- Chalmers. Jim, Jim, Jim who? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just reading the script. Jim, Jim Chalmers, I think. Jim, is that right? Jim Jim Chalmers. I think it's Chalmers, yeah. Right. Uh, Hang on. I'm just looking it up. Right. Have a look at this. Are you sure that this guy's in the Labor Party? Uh, it's hard to say. I don't think I've ever seen this guy before in my life. Hmm. Okay, well, anyway, so yeah... Uh, so Jim Chalmers, Jim Chalmers. is Jim, not... Is, are you sure that's the pronunciation? Chalmers? 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 Yeah, so Jim Chalmers is Jim not running. Chalmers? Chalmers? So anyway, opposition leader Albo, mm-hmm. it appears. Um, but what do people, what do the Australian people think about Anthony Albanese? Uh, is there anything, Stephen, in the polls that you've seen? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we do already have some uh, some poll results. Uh, so we've turned to the, uh, the reliable Ipsos poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ipsos has him polling uh, incredibly favourably with, uh, with an unprecedented 79% approval rating as uh, preferred PM. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, some, some astounding um, and undeniably, uh, or I'm sure, reliable numbers there. Um, so Ipsos have broken this down further. Um, now, they have uh, 35% of voters rating him as the kind of guy you'd have a beer with. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, another 30% of voters rating him as the kind of the guy you'd watch the footy with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a further 45% uh, rating Albo as the kind of guy they would like to have a beer at the footy with. Yep. Um, and uh, meanwhile, uh, the reliable Ipsos numbers have uh, the remaining 30% of voters uh, concerned that uh, Albo is just too left wing for them. Yeah, right. Look, you can't argue with maths, can you? No. Uh, look, uh, in the deputy leadership race, Tanya Plibersek, of course, was deputy to Bill Shorten. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into the ins and the outs of uh, the factional rules and conventions no, of the no. Labor Party. Uh, but at this stage, it looks like failed Sky News host and failed shadow immigration minister Richard Miles mm, is Miles. set to be deputy leader of the Labor Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's obviously far more qualified for the job than any of the women. Stephen, Senator Darren Hinch is one of our favourites mm-hmm. on this show. Um Although, unfortunately, sadly, it seems that it's now ex-Senator Darren mm, Hinch. Former Senator Darren Hinch. Yeah, appears to have lost his seat in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, he's thanked the people of Victoria um, for the opportunity to serve them over the past years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also pledged to continue recapping MasterChef Great on his news, blog. Great news, yes. Yeah, swings and roundabouts. Um, so looking at 
uh, Darren's blog this week, Stephen, mm-hmm. I see that he was not angry, just very disappointed mm-hmm. with Yota Motolenghi for wearing a T-shirt from his latest book on the show, says it was a cheap act of cross-promotion. Um, Darren thought that Yotam was better than that, and you know what? I have to agree. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I agree as well. Look, uh, Yotam, Yotam, Yotam. Uh, he was he was of course uh, on MasterChef as part of the uh, Legends Week, and uh, look, it was jam packed full of legends this week. We had we had Yotam, Yotam, uh, Yotam, and uh, Rick Stein, and uh, two the other two other people. There was that guy? Yeah, there was yeah that guy, and there was um, that lady. Mm. Um, both legends. Yeah, very legendary. Absolute legends. Um, whoever they were, um, and look, uh, Darren, Darren. Uh, I think agrees with us here. Um, you know, he felt pretty ripped off by by the other legends and there, wondered, you know, why why some real legends weren't a part of there Legends were lots Week. Of missed opportunities. I mean, they call it Legends Week. It should be full of legends. And mm-hmm. uh, and he he he's taken to uh, the blogosphere to you know wonder out loud uh, why what why real legends like Ian Huey Hewitson or the biggest legend of them all. A big legend and a big heart, heart as big as Australia. Uh, Ian Huey Hewitson um, and other, uh, let's say, newer Australians, mm-hmm. uh, but still legends. Gabriel Gatte. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why Huey and and Gabriel Gatte weren't part of the Legends Week? Um, and uh, yeah, um, look, one can only assume that they were busy, otherwise, probably, or uh, you know, engaged in other cooking shows around the world. They or, were probably on MasterChef uh, Azerbaijan mm-hmm. or something like that, and. Yep. Um, yeah, look, and, and, you know, look, Darren has a, a great point. I mean, I think personally a legend like uh, Jeff Jans would have been a, a great addition yep. to Legends Week. Yeah, so maybe MasterChef 2020, mm-hmm. uh, fingers crossed. Look, we know, Stephen, that the uh, the former senator is a big fan of diversity. Oh, a big fan of diversity, that's right. He's um he's taken to his blog to, uh, you know, really, really take MasterChef to task this year about the... Uh, uh, this year's top 24 being one of the, well, let's just say, uh, in, in, as, uh, the Senator said, look, the whitest mm. and the bondest, uh, one of the whitest and bondest top 24s for some mm. time now. Yeah. And there was that, uh, elimination, mm. uh, just the other day when those two, there were the two guys, they both yep. look exactly the same. Or they're, yep. they're named like Brantz or Bomber. Bill. Um, they start with B, I think. Braden. Braden. Braden and Brandon. Brendan's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, Darren can't tell them apart, um, and uh, he couldn't remember their names either. Yeah, that's right. Darren's uh, pointed to this as uh, a perfect example of white male mediocrity uh, in action in the uh, in the public sphere. Yeah, it's very sad. Uh, it just occurs to me though that uh, it's very much like a pair of mediocre middle-aged white guys who can't let go of a somewhat amusing but repetitive joke from five years ago by turning it into a podcast. Thanks for joining us on Inside the Triangle as we buckle up for the next three years. How good is Australia? Remember, vote early and vote often. Catch you next time on Inside the Triangle.